For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Muted and can speak with the host. And Christians are being persecuted because uh, of what they're saying. And the evidence against these Christians is brought about by electronic spying. So electronic spying will ultimately lead to the, the persecution of Christians. I mean, even in the New Testament, in Galatians, Galatians 2.4, there were people that were spying on Christians, right? Galatians 2.4, and because the false brethren, in other words, brought in and came in privately to spy out liberty, our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. And people will say, well, I just don't get the connection. Well, um, I'm not trying to be facetious, but um, hold on, I'm going to go ahead and Yeah, I just unmuted your mic. Hello, how are you this evening? Okay. Um, I don't know who that is. Is that you, Brother Mark? Or I don't know if that's you, Brother Kevin. Uh, or if, it, if that's you, uh, Brother Ed. But anyway, I've unmuted uh, 540 area code's mic, whoever you are. Anyway, uh, tonight uh, we're going to be talking about this subject. I think it's going to be a very um, apropos. We'll be starting in about 11 minutes. Um, that's the plan anyway. And um, I think it will be an interesting discussion. People are in fear right now. It's been my experience. People are already beginning to be fearful. Scripture tells us that perfect love casteth out fear. You know, none of us want to be persecuted. None of us want to go through persecution. But our speech is being monitored. And we have absolute proof of this, not only on YouTube, but we also have it on Facebook. You know, they can. you can talk about, you can speak against... Um, your um, disagreement with the Muslims, you can speak against your disagreement with the Christians, those in the Hindu faith, those in the um, all these other uh, faith, you can speak in disagreement. But if you speak in disagreement of Judaism, you are labeled as an anti-Semitic. Hello, Larry. Hey, Larry. how are you? Yes, I can hear you. You actually, you actually, you actually muted me <laughs> when uh -oh. you said I'm going to unmute you. You actually did just the opposite. Oh, I, I apologize for that. Okay. Uh, well, that's well why you couldn't hear me. That's why you couldn't okay. hear me. You muted me and said, "Well, gee, I don't know who this is." Well, I thought it was you. 
when I log in, they give me the opportunity to unmute myself. So oh, I, gotcha. I came in unmuted. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's I'm glad that <laughs> we figured that one out. Okay. Well, I think yeah. this is going to be a really interesting uh, broadcast tonight. I think it's going to be very timely. I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, I was thinking about, you know, I, was, I don't know if you've been li- I'm sure you've been listening too. Um, but I was thinking about in Galatians before, in the New Testament before they ha- we've had all of this electronic surveillance. Uh, even there, they had problems with spying out their liberties. <laughs> so I'm going to just read that. And that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. And what prompted this, I got an, uh, uh, a video from Brother Ed, and it was really, it was really quite striking. It really got my attention, and that was in China, there are electronic surveillance cameras. Everywhere you look, there's these cameras, and they're monitoring the population's speech. They're monitoring their every movement, anything they say that might be construed as derogatory against the government, they're monitoring that. And ultimately, they have this, uh, what they call a social score, and if you don't comply with every little thing, you're negatively affected by your social score, which converts to how much success you're going to have in your vocation, your career, uh, even down to your credit, what you can buy, the kind of car you can drive, where you can rent. It's just amazing. So, um, Brother Ed, I'm going to just kind of turn it over to you. Uh, we're a little early, but we are already uh, we are already recording. So, I believe, let me make sure I started the recorder. Uh, yeah, it's already recording. So, I'm going to turn it over to Ed. And, Ed, I was just thinking about this. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the China... Go ahead. So they um, they can pretty much do what they do by the government, and they have facial recognition software, and so you can imagine what the population they have uh, in China that they can track every move, the number of cameras they have uh, is unbelievable. And it's, they're, they're uh, expanding uh, like crazy. And see, what, what they're doing is they're, uh, they, they have no innovation, okay? So communist countries are um, parasitic. So they need a host to suck off of. And uh, so they, they have, there is no innovation in a communist country. Uh, the only thing they do is replicate and, and, and copy. And so all of the technology that they have is coming from the United States and other countries in the West, which are seeking their cheap labor. So they're using our technology uh, to further uh, uh, oppress their people. And those plans, and they have plans to oppress the entire world. The, the communist movement uh, is a worldwide movement. And understand this, if you understand who's behind the communist movement, <coughs> it's basically Judaism uh, that has reached political power. And so this is very much a biblical uh, issue. 
So basically, uh, the Bolshevik Revolution uh, was, uh, was run by the Jews. Um, and the Gentiles that were in positions of influence were shortly thereafter uh, executed. And even though even the Jews uh, that were true believers in the communist ideals, okay, as they were portrayed, uh, they, were, they were executed as well. Uh, because the real, the real ideal is, is world domination and uh, subjugation of the world under Jewish rule. So that's what you're looking at. So well, that's, the, the, wow, that's, this, is, this is very much a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. That's quite a, a disclosure. You know, I, I often wondered why... Uh, when when Alex Jones was still on, and I'm I don't know what Alex Jones is all about, and I don't understand, you know, all of that. I don't even want to get into that. But he would always talk about the uh, the China. Uh, he had a name. You probably know what it was, China Cons or something like that, China Cons or something. And his premise was similar in that he was stating that the. Uh, the Red Chinese were absolutely golfing up, investing millions and millions of dollars in the United States and also in their electronic surveillance capabilities. They were also trying to control, they did have an impact of trying to sabotage the elections and a lot of other things. And then when I watched that video, that you sent, and I, I sent that out to people. If you get a chance, I actually even posted it, a link to Facebook. Um, but I, I, wa I want you guys to watch that because um, I've been monitoring a number of videos on YouTube, and these YouTubers who are taking a position against Zionism are having their... their um, and a lot of these YouTubers are monetized because they have so many subs. I mean, I know like no more news, and and you know some of the some of the other very uh, informative YouTube channels are now getting um, demonetized. They are having their videos taken down. They're being censored uh, because of what they say. YouTube says is hate speech and that converts to anytime anyone says anything that's like anti-Judaism, anti-Zionism, anti-statehood of Israel. Um, it's not people going on there and just making gross overgeneralizations about the Jews. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that hold a certain philosophical and biblical perspective and now they're told that they are participating in hate speech. And this is exactly what 22 years ago, and you know, uh, if you read the deposition in the state of Missouri, this is exactly what they were trying to do to me, is they were trying to say that I was homophobic, um, and because of my homophobia and because of my predisposition to homophobia, and they converted homophobia to actually uh, hating those that were in anything other than heterosexual lifestyles and marriage and so on. 
I can see this playing its way out right now, not only in the, in the homosexuality compartment, I can see it also now very strongly. Um, you know what? I've had people, and I'm, I haven't shared this openly until just tonight, but I've had a number of people that have started uh, discommunicating with me and not returning my phone calls. And when I try to when I try to when I try to question them as to what's the issue, what's the problem, let's let's discuss it. Uh, they don't want to even talk about it. I've had people that for now for weeks that won't even contact me, and it's not. I don't know if I, they have anything against me. It's just that they are so. I think they're fearful. What What are your thoughts about this, Ed? Oh, I think if you speak the truth, uh, people will um, run away. <laughs> That's just <laughs> people don't want to. People do not want to hear the truth. If you tell yeah. people the unvarnished truth, it's it's like what? Um, yeah, I I know exactly what you're what you're referring to, and yes, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like um, a child who is is at a Christmas party and announces to people that there's no such thing as Santa Claus. I mean, <laughs> it's the truth. It's yeah. the truth, and it's it's like you're a party pooper, and yeah. they they don't want a party pooper around. See? Um, yeah. And so I guess Christians are just viewed as party poopers. I hate to use that word, but it's it's like. Um, People do not want to hear the truth. It's just, right. uh, and, they, and they are fearful of the consequences because they know and they have seen what happens to people when they speak the truth. Right. Um, there, is, there is persecution that comes with it. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah what, I've seen that connect. There's so many connections to what we're talking about tonight. Um, I've seen it, you know, in a lot of areas. Uh, I've seen it in the, and, and it's interesting because the very areas that we're talking about is what you've touched on in your books. For an example, I've seen it in those who reject biblical cosmology. Uh, in other words, those that hold to a heliocentric view versus that the earth is stationary, as the Bible is very clear on. Or those who, uh, for an example, are Zionists, who are pro-Zionist and have this whole agenda that this is what has to happen. Uh, the temple has to be, uh, you know, they have to have a third temple and, and, and the fact that all the Jews are God's chosen people rather than having a spiritual definition about that subject. And then, of course, so now we've got two areas. We've got uh, cosmology we have eschatology and Zionism. And then another aspect that comes in and is very crucial, and that is those who uh, take any stand regarding limited atonement. You know, I saw a picture this last week that was shocking to me on Facebook. John MacArthur was now pictured with and in fellowship with Rick Warren. Isn't that something? Wow. Here, here, 
here John MacArthur says that he has a, is coming from a Reformed perspective, and he's going to go to a fellowship with the likes of Rick Warren, who sits on the Council on Foreign Relations and so on. But no, everything, like you've said many times, uh, you've said this many times, uh, you've stated that everything is interconnected. And once you start connecting the dots, it can be somewhat, it can be a little bit, uh, it kind of takes you back a little bit. Now, what do you see, uh, you've talked about how that incrementally the United States is going to become more and more of a surveillance uh, nation and so on. I think, I'll quote Walt Stickle on this, I think we're a lot further down the road than what a lot of people think. What do you think, uh, Ed? Oh, I, I think so, but it's not to the degree that even a backward country, like I call them a backward country, because China, I mean, they're, 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 oh, man. But you see, understand this, that they have so much, the state has so much money to expend on surveillance that it's much worse in China, it's much worse in Europe, it's much worse in Russia, it's much worse in those countries, okay? It is, they are yeah. surveillance states. Um, so it's not as bad in the United States, but it is getting pretty bad. I just noticed the other day when I was driving down the street that virtually every, every stoplight I came to had a camera at it. You can yeah, see the right. cameras. They're right there. Uh, right. Cameras are everywhere. It, it is becoming a surveillance state. So, uh, and in, in, in England, it's even worse. Uh, but I, I, I'm telling you that in China, it, they're ramping it up big time. And they, um, of course, it's centrally planned. Everything in China is centrally planned. So yep. uh, they make a, they, consequently, they make a lot of mistakes in allocating assets. So they build, they build whole cities that are completely unoccupied. So, uh, and all of that money that they're wasting building those cities is money that's coming directly from the United States to let you know. So everything that they do, Everything that, that China advances in, their military, um, economically, is, is coming at the expense of the United States. So all of those cities that they're building that nobody's occupying is all money that we've given them. And anytime somebody wants anything, they want to make anything here in any quantity in the United States, they, it has to go overseas to be made and then shipped here because it's too expensive to make here. If this is all planned out, and Donald Trump is not the answer, by the way. Um, I know the answer. It could be fixed overnight, but Donald Trump is not going to fix it overnight. He knows the answer, too. So all of this bluster and everything, okay? Um, I mean, I could – the dirty secret of this whole thing is NASA is completely illegal agreement, completely illegal, and it could be voided tomorrow. There's no obligation. And this new agreement, this new agreement in the standard is illegal. Uh, we could impose uh, export duties, uh, but I digress. My, my point is that the United States is supporting and propping up communist countries. And in fact, if it were not for the United States and the, and the economic engine that the United States has, Russia and China would collapse tomorrow. They would collapse tomorrow. We could pull the plug tomorrow. Okay, and that is a fact, and that's the dirty secret people don't want to know. See? And so this surveillance state that they have in China, it is coming here to the United States. It is coming here, okay, no doubt about it. And, uh, but the, 
the, found, the, the foundational principles, okay, that are still to some degree, okay, to a lesser degree, but to some degree are still manifested are an impediment to those that want to uh, oppress the, the people of the United States. So, hey, and, it, and by the way. Yeah, I was going to interrupt you. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up your thought there, but uh, go ahead and finish your thought and then I got a question. Okay, but, the, but it comes full circle. You have to understand, communism is not some far off thing. Communism is very much here in the United States. It is well-funded, it is well-organized. Uh, we saw that with the, uh, most recently, um, with the Supreme Court uh, nomination, okay? Um, the, this, this response uh, was well-orchestrated, well-funded, and they're they're all socialists, and in fact there was a um, uh, it's called uh, Veritas. Uh, the the name of the group is Veritas, and they have a bunch of undercover um, surveillance videos that they've done with um, employees of the federal government who are members of the Democratic Socialists, some Democratic Socialists. It's a it's a socialist communist group. And basically, they, their job, as they stated, is to throw a monkey wrench into anything that Trump wants to do that would give more liberty, freedom, and economic uh, uh, viability to the United States. So, uh, and they said so right on camera. They didn't know they were being recorded on camera, but it's right on camera in these undercover. All you do is you go to YouTube and, and type in uh, Project Veritas. Uh, but, my, my, but all of this, all of this, there is uh, there's a pyramid. At the top of the pyramid, you have these very, very powerful Jews. And just to give you a, just a rundown of the, of the influence that they have, the Bolshevik Revolution, for example, and let me just give you a rundown here, of the 556 leading conspirators, conspirators in the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, 457 were Jews. 457 were Jews, okay? Um, Colonel Jack Moore once made that point that one of the greatest difficulties of the Talmudic Pharisees has been that of bringing communism into power while trying to conceal its Talmudic origin. Uh, Joe McCarthy, during the McCarthy hearings, that's one of the things that he had the the darndest uh, uh, trouble with was he was being uh, called an anti-Semite because he was investigating communism. And everywhere he looked, there were Jews. And so they were calling him. That's why he brought, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, Cohen, Roy Cohen, on as his chief counsel in order to um, address the anti-Semitic allegations that were made against him. And, of course, what did Roy Cohen do? Roy Cohen was was, uh, one of the conspirators that brought him down. It was done from the inside. Well, listen, I wanted to, if you would, uh, because I know you probably have researched this out a lot more than I have, uh, I've had a little difficulty, and you have on the one side, you have the left, which are primarily those who have are ranked communist. I mean, they, uh, the George Soros-funded uh, uh, groups, but there also seems to be a linkage um, and I know that this, I'm not trying to just bring up the J word, 
Uh, it's considered like you, if you mention Jew, it highlights it on Facebook and you end up possibly getting knocked off. But um, Jared Kushner has had a past alliance with George Soros. Jared Kushner at one time, as you know, Ed was on the left. I mean, he's still very liberal. That was part of the big thing between him and the guy that got axed uh, because of the feud going on right within the White House. And so what I what I see is you have right. Yeah, it's true. You have on the right, you have these conservatives like, you know, supposedly Judge Kavanaugh is a conservative because of his long history and his rulings and so on. But he all they all have alliances. I mean, it seems to me like that, um, you know, the state of Israel and Netanyahu is as dangerous to the propagation of surveillance than China is more dangerous because I've watched Netanyahu brag about the fact that they're in um, in Israel. They have the the highest degree of technology. They're going to own the world through technology because they have more scientists, more technology people there, and they want to control the world through is right through the state of Israel and and the world's technology. How would you respond to that? I mean, yeah, I think we have we absolutely have danger in China. There's no question about it. In the surveillance. You mentioned early in the program that uh, you know I, I don't have fully the understanding. I know that there is, there are divisions among the Jewish population. Some of these different terms they have for the, I don't I can't even say all of them the Kenazis and the, this group and that group and it reminds me of the, in the Bible it says that they are the synagogue of Satan they're Jews but they're not okay but anyway my question is is you have these different power struggles uh, this seems like the back to the uh, Hegelian dialectic I mean in other words uh, it's hard sometimes to clearly define where the real problem is coming from. Uh, we know it all stems from Satan, and we know that God is sovereign over Satan, and there's a lot of people that preach against second causes, and I understand that. But again, what we're talking about is let's keep our eyes open, folks. We are in a surveillance society right now. and by the way, who is surveilling us? Well, who are at the top of YouTube? Who's at the top of Facebook? Who's at the top of Google? They're all of Jewish persuasion. I'm not anti-Jew. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about these specific corporate elitists who want to see the masses controlled. What are your thoughts on that, Ed? Well, Listen, the let's let's talk about Israel for for example. Okay, uh, are you there? Okay. You're breaking up. Did, did I lose you? 
Can you hear? Uh, you're breaking up. There, you're back now. Oh, you can't. Okay. You're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, you. Yeah, you're fine now. You just broke up the last two minutes. Okay. One minute. All right. Well, my, I was just making a point that the purest form of communism is found in Israel, in the kibbutz. Okay. Um, people talk about Israel as being a democracy, and in it's okay. You, you have to understand that there's a big difference between a democracy and a constitutional republic. So the United States is a constitutional republic. Now, I don't want to get into um, a, um, a discussion on civics, but let me just uh, cut to the chase. According to the Jewish people, okay, and according to their Talmud, and the, the Jewish theology is that the Jewish people are their own messiah, okay? Mm-hmm. And in right. fact, um, Barack Levy, in a letter to Karl Marx, made that very point, okay? So if you understand that principle, when they're looking for the Messiah, they're looking for them to come to world power. They, Zionism is not, okay, a Jewish homeland. It is ruling the world from Jerusalem. That's how they view it, okay? Uh, the international communist movement is a subversive movement to subvert all governments of the world and to bring them under Jewish power. So that's what we're that's what we're looking at. People have to understand that that the the facade of communism, the facade of communism as as being in some way a political movement is not. It's a religious movement, and so it has. Uh, it is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. We can see it happening before our very eyes. That communist movement is and has worked its way in the U.S. government. Okay, so uh, you mentioned Gerald Kushner. All right, he is the son-in-law of Donald Trump. Okay, he's married to Trump's daughter, if I understand it correctly. And the the point is. Donald Trump is not a conservative. He's not a conservative, okay? He, he's portraying himself as a conservative the way Ronald Reagan would, all right? But you don't know what he's going to do. Right. Um, so he, he will take whatever is a popular view that will get him votes, but I don't think he's an ideologue at all. I think he's... he's, he's um, He's a very cynical uh, politician. So, you know, the, the, in order to understand the power in the U.S. government, you have, to under, you have to look to the money, okay? Follow the money. Jesus made the point, and again, this all comes back to biblical principles, that the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? Now, he didn't say as many people like to say, uh, the root of much evil. No, the root of all evil, the love of money, okay? And there are people in this world who love money. And they will do anything to get money. And they, there are people who can make money with the just typing digits on a screen, and they become billionaires overnight. Mm-hmm. And you may, you may 
think that that sounds fantastic because more people have to labor for their money. These people get a law passed. And by law, the federal government must borrow its money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a private banking corporation. Most people don't understand that. Their money in their pocket when they look at the Federal Reserve note, that is a private banking consortium. They control the federal government. It, it is, um, they, it, it, the fuel of government is money. Government has no money, makes no money. It's only a conduit for money. And what they've done is they've allowed a law to be passed where a private corporation can print our money. And when the federal government borrows money, it goes to the Federal Reserve. By law, it must borrow money from the Federal Reserve. Well, guess what? The Federal Reserve does not have one cent to loan to the federal government until the federal government goes to borrow it. And then, poof, like magic, and this is witchcraft, by the way, it comes into being. So when the government runs a $1 trillion deficit and it goes to borrow that $1 trillion, that $1 trillion comes into existence and it's borrowed from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve in return gets treasury notes from the federal government. At the end of that transaction, the Federal Reserve is enriched to the tune of a trillion dollars of secured debt that, that, where they can collect interest and sell these bonds on the open market. The, Fed, the federal government gets Federal Reserve notes that they then spend to do business, and that goes into the economy. Okay? Those Federal Reserve notes are actually it technically counterfeit. Now, they're legal counterfeit because there's a law passed that allows it, but they're counterfeit. Now, why do I say that? Because a Federal Reserve note, and again, uh, you know, people are going to think this sounds fantastic, but it's absolutely true. A note is a promise to pay. If you look at your, your, your Federal Reserve note, you'll notice that there is no promise to pay on that note. It just says, this is legal tender for all debts, public and private. The promise to pay has been removed from that note. Well, a note without a promise to pay is counterfeit. So we used to have gold and silver that you would take the note to the bank and get gold and silver. Now you take the note and you get nothing in return other than more notes. This is a scam. Well, I have, um, I want to, in a minute, I want to open it up for questions. We've had a number of comments uh, on Facebook. We have quite a group that has joined us on Facebook tonight, and we have probably one of the most, I guess, the largest talk shoe audiences that we've ever had tonight. Uh, a number of people have joined us, and a, a number of past talk shoe people now have joined us on Facebook. So. But anyway, I have a question. You said something a while ago that kind of captivated my interest. When you were talking about the Jewish Messiah and the definition of the Messiah actually being themselves, uh, I heard a guy the other day make the statement that the Jewish Messiah is nothing more than the ele elevation of the Jewish mind to control the masses that the Jewish Messiah is come when the Jewish uh, mind, universal mind, the Jewish mind, 
controls the masses. Uh, what, what's, your response, what's your response to that? And then after that, let's open up the mic for anyone that might have any questions. Go ahead, Ed. Well, they are, uh, they are, in a sense, doing that by their control of the media. So they do control right. what we think, no doubt. But let me, let me read to you what Barack Levy said to Karl Marx in an 1879 letter, okay, because this is very revealing. And here's what Barack Levy said. Okay, he said, the Jewish people as a whole will be its own messiah. It will attain world dominion by the dissolution of other races, by the abolition of frontiers, the annihilation of monarchy, and by the establishment of a world republic in which the Jews will everywhere exercise the privilege of citizenship. In this new world order, the children of Israel will furnish all the leaders without encountering opposition. The governments of the different peoples uh, forming the world republic will fall without difficulty in the hands of the Jews. It will then be possible for the Jewish rulers to abolish private property and everywhere to make use of the resources of the state. Thus will the promise of the Talmud be fulfilled in which it is said that when the messianic time has come, the Jews, the Jews will have all the property of the world in their hands. See, that is their objective. They're going to be their own Messiah ruling the world, and the Gentiles will be then servants to the Jews. Is that going to be, are those, when that occurs in its uh, totality, is there going to be a, a central figurehead, a one person that's a, a, the figurehead over all of that, you think? What do you think? Oh, I think I think the Antichrist is is the uh, is the Pope of Rome, and understand yeah. this, understand this. The, the 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 Vatican, the Roman Catholic Church, is Judaism for Gentiles. So let me let me just explain. Uh, the Sanhedrin uh, was the, were the seventy elders of Israel. Okay, they were the chief priests, and they would elect the high priest. Well, guess what? Uh, the College of Cardinals in the Roman Catholic Church, uh, they, were, they started out as 70 uh, cardinals. Now, cardinal, what does cardinal mean? Cardinal means chief. What are these cardinals? They are priests. They are the chief priests of the Roman Catholic Church. And what do they do? They gather together and they elect the high priest. Who's the high priest? The Pope of Rome, the Pontifex Maximus. Okay, he holds the title of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Roman Emperor was Pontifex Maximus, the Supreme Pontiff, the ruler of all religions. And he is going to be the Antichrist. He's not the Messiah. The Messiah is Jesus Christ. Everything that they do are phony. So the Antichrist will try to take the place of Christ, and he's done that very blasphemously. There is no salvation in the Catholic Church if you don't submit to the Pope of Rome. And it's very interesting also. Under the Roman Catholic theology, guess what? They say that if you don't submit to the authority of the Pope of Rome, you are damned to hell. But if... Through your own ignorance, you don't know to do that, like 
Muslims, like Jews, like Satanists, like Hindu, then you're okay. You can still get to heaven if you live a good life. The only people that are damned to hell in the Roman Catholic theology are those that, that understand that they must submit to the Pope of Rome for salvation and refuse to do so. Now, who are those people? The only people that would refuse to submit to the Pope of Rome are Protestant Christians. And those are the only ones, according to the Roman Catholic theology, who are damned to hell. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, are the Roman Catholics, uh, you mentioned that they are, uh, in a nutshell, orchestrated or controlled by, by the Jews. In what sense are, is the Roman Catholic theology controlled by uh, the Babylonian Talmud and the Kabbalah? Uh, well, it's indirectly through the Jesuits. The Jesuits okay. are, are basically, understand this, the Jesuit order is unique in that it, only, it is the only Catholic order uh, who has a Jesuit general who's, who responds directly to the Pope of Rome. So they don't, they're not uh, uh, subservient to the cardinal, the regional cardinal. So the cardinal has no control over the Jesuits. And interesting enough, by the way, the present pope is a Jesuit. And by the way, the present pope has taken a solemn and eternal oath to submit to the Jesuit general. So who runs the pope of Rome? The Jesuit general. And by the way, um, Ignatius of Leola was a Murano Jew. The Jesuits, okay, uh, that was the Illuminati, which is a Jewish group, secret organization, that was born as the Jesuits. Okay, well, listen, I want to now open it up to everyone. We've got a number of people on talk show that may have questions or may not, but now's your chance. Uh, um, I think... I'm just looking here. I think possibly Kevin McHugh may be with us and Mark Kennedy. And are there any, I'll just open it wide open. Um, I've unmuted everyone's mics. Are there any questions for our, uh, for Ed? Well, I guess that, I guess you're doing a good job. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, let me, anyway. just, let me just make a point. You, you, you asked about the theology. They have, they have um, many um, goddesses in Judaism. Okay, Judaism is polytheism, by the way. Most people don't understand that. They have a lot of goddesses and gods in Judaism. It is not monotheistic. Uh, if you read the Talmud uh, and you read the Kabbalah, you understand that Einsoth, uh, there are ten and I've, by the way, Shekinah is one of the goddesses. Uh, Shekinah is found in the Roman Catholic Church in the form of Mary, okay? So, and there are other goddesses as well, but uh, that is the dirty secret that the Jews don't want people to know. And, by, and this used to be, I remember it was very fashionable about 20 or 30 years ago in, the, uh, in Protestant churches to talk about the Shekinah glory. But then that kind of fell by the wayside, because as I found out, it was very clear in Jewish theology that Shekinah is a goddess, okay? And they tried to, and I, I, there is no such thing as Shekinah glory mentioned anywhere in the Old Testament. 
Okay, that is Bible, purely heathenism you know from Babylon. Yeah, you hear that expression all the time if you go to any of the websites of the Charismatic or the Assembly of God churches and talk about the Shekinah glory of the Holy Spirit and how it's been very evident in their services. You can just sense the Shekinah glory and all this. And, and here it is referring to... And I would say probably 90 percent of the people don't even have a clue what that what, what he's what he's really talking about, and I, he probably doesn't even know himself. He's just heard someone else regurgitate it. But uh, another question that, that has come up, and I I wanted to ask you about it, and that is this issue of um, you know there's a lot of YouTubers out there that have thousands and thousands of subscribers, and they basically just give part of the story. I mean, they don't talk about, um, they'll, they'll talk about, for an example, uh, Zionism. They'll talk about the Zionist churches. Uh, they'll talk about the issue of uh, biblical cosmology. Uh, they'll but they won't talk about certain things regarding uh, the connection between between China, okay, and the United States and Israel. They just once anyone starts questioning them, well, what? Give me the linkage, you know, connect the dots for me. Now you've done that tonight. Uh, I'm not a student of history. I mean, I took just the required history classes at the university. Uh, and like the old saying goes, uh, the history teacher is what uh, determines what you receive as truth and what you receive as error. And so I received a lot of error at the University of Kansas regarding history. Uh, when you talk about the Bolshevik, Bolshevik Revolution, you know, we have all of this discussion right now all over the internet about these Nazi signs, okay? And we have this list now that's being put out by YouTube that says this will get you checked. And they, I, they, I just saw the checklist today because Adam Green on No More News presented it. One of the things that will get you checked or, or a check against you is if you bring up, if you're a Holocaust denier or you even you even question the Holocaust. Another thing that, they, that they, they will get you checked is if you use the term Zionism or Zionist churches. Another thing that he brought up is will get you checked is if you bring up a, con, a connecting link between Hollywood and the Jews. What's up with that? I mean, what we're talking about just information and now YouTube, of course, YouTube is a private entity. Guy owns that privately. He can, but again, isn't this actually the regulation of free speech in the United States? Well, understand this. First of all, um, when you say uh, uh, YouTube and so forth is a private entity, um, they're given certain protections by the government because they consider that because they portray themselves to the government as a public forum. See, if they start um, uh, uh, censoring and controlling what is put, then they're no longer a public forum and they should, the government should remove the protections that they give to YouTube. 
because YouTube can say, hey, listen, it's not our fault if you don't like what's on here. Well, guess what? If they're monitoring and controlling it, then they're no longer a public forum. See, they can't have it both ways. They cannot ask for the protection of the government and at the same time uh, then censor what they don't like. If they're, they're either a public forum or they're not. So, and, and, and to, 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 to get to your question, if you want to know who's in power, just look at who you're not allowed to talk about. Right, right. That will tell you right. who's in power. Why can't you talk about the Jews in Hollywood? Why can't you talk about Zionism? Okay? Because wow. they're the ones who are pulling the strings. They're the ones that control the corporations, that control the government. Yeah, it seems to, you know, it seems like I was, I was looking at the vote on the, um, this new Supreme Court judge, and it was like 50 to 48, and someone was saying, well, this country is headed for civil war. We're split down the middle. Uh, there's, no, there's no longer a true majority. It's just a simple majority and so on. And, and we saw the, all of the protesters after the vote and all of that, uh, and then people were polling, you know, what they thought about the new Supreme Court judge and so on. Uh, I think really um, the re that's really kind of a non-issue because the real issue, you mentioned Europe, and I know, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but a lot of people say, well, what you see in Europe will end up being in the United States. Now, just give us your assessment of Europe and the amount of surveillance uh, going on in Europe compared to the United States. Well, it's, it's exponentially worse in Europe. Is it? You have, met, you have many fewer freedoms in Europe. Really? Okay. I mean, just, just for, as an example, uh, the, in the United States, Let's just, okay, we can talk about Europe again. Let's take England, okay? In, in England, the government officials, they swear, they, they swear an oath of allegiance to the Queen. In the United States, government officials swear an oath of allegiance to the Constitution. Now, okay. in communist countries, in communist countries, by the way, did you know that a, to be a communist uh, government employee, you cannot practice any religion whatsoever? Wow. You are not allowed to practice a religion, no matter what the religion is, to be a government official. That's how I was uh, understood it. Wow. So, and if you're going to into China, you are not permitted to proselytize. So, these are tyrannies. And by the way, if you're in England and you speak something against the Queen, you are subject to arrest. We can say wow. whatever we want about, about Donald Trump. We can call him all the names we want. We have freedom to speak our minds. They don't in other countries. You speak against the monarchy, you're subject to arrest. Is that, is that not also true in um, Israel? You're not allowed to proselytize in Israel, are you? Well, I do know that they that there was a group that passed out New Testaments. And after that was done, the government officials went door to door, collected them all and burned them. Yeah. Oh. 
What about uh, and, are you and talk about if you want to talk about the media and how the media controls things? I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, I just saw a, and I can send you the link to it. It's really interesting. Uh, they had a CNN newscast. Okay. Um, oh, and, and before I even get into that, let me just make the point that. Uh, this was just revealed today on the news that many of these protesters, in fact, one in particular that made the most vociferous um, and viral video where he was talking to uh, the woman was uh, screaming at uh, what's his name, uh, Flake, when he was in the elevator. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Well, that woman, yeah. is, uh, she's an employee of Soros, uh, yeah. a social Democrat. She's like a socialist. And she made uh, uh, approximately $180,000. She's a salaried employee with that organization. Now, getting to the fake news of CNN, they actually had a group of former uh, people who had voted for Trump, supposedly, okay? And they had this group lined up, and then they were talking about how, how they're disaffected, okay, uh, some of them anyway, by their vote. And they, they, uh, they regret their vote and so on and so forth, a couple of them. Well, it turns out, that one in particular was identified and as a person who was anti-Trump, did not vote for Trump, thought it would be terrible to vote for Trump, and yet he was on there as somebody who had voted for Trump, and CNN portrays this falsely as somebody who had changed their mind and was, 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 uh, was disgusted with Trump. That's the type of fake news that you have portrayed all the time. And so when, when, when Donald Trump says that, that CNN is fake news, that is true. It's propaganda. And I'm not saying Fox News is any better, but I'm just saying that, that you know, this is the news media is propaganda. You're not getting the truth from the media. There is no investigative reporting being done by them. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, frankly, I don't trust any of them because I know that, um, you know, we, I mean, when you start looking at CNN and MSNBC, and I don't trust Fox because I know who owns Fox and I know his linkage uh, to the, all the rest of them. So I, you know, the only, really, the only way you can gain any kind of validity and in information anymore is do the research yourself. And that's hard enough. Because there, you so there you go. There you go. Thomas Jefferson said he pities the man who gets his news from the newspaper. And that was more than 200 years ago. And you are yeah. saying exactly what Thomas Jefferson said then, not that, you know, he, he had some things right. You know, every once in a while, even a blind squirrel will find a nut. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've even gotten to the point, and Ed, you know this, but uh, I think, well, I've got a little nugget here. I found out something here, and I always like to check with, a couple of the three people. I don't want to rely upon my own judgment only, and so I'll send I'll send that video out and say, you know, to Ed, what do you think? And he'll come back and say it's all just propaganda. So you know, we have to be discerning on these things. And uh, the thing of it is, the reality, the bottom line. We're kind of getting down to the end here, but the bottom line is. My presupposition, uh, as you all saw when I sent out this announcement today, is that, and I believe this, that eventually surveillance is going to be used, electronic surveillance is going to be used to come in and spy out our Christian liberty, 
like on programs just like this one, and to try to stop any truth being proclaimed, uh, you know, to on a lot on a, on a large scale, in other words, and and they're doing it already. Uh, I can tell oh, it's you already, that it's already happening. Five hundred one c three churches are completely controlled by the government. Yes, yes, and I mean, I, I mean, what, you, what? Go ahead. I can, I can tell you firsthand that whenever, whenever I bring up some of the issues um, to people that are belong, belong to organized religion. And when I say organized religion, <laughs> what I usually mean by that is churches that are over two or three people. <laughs> okay, I mean once you start once you start getting ten or fifteen people or twenty people, you have what I call mass uh, thinking. In other words, you're gonna you're now you're thinking in mass. You're not thinking independently. You're not using the Bible as your regulated principle. You're looking to a little pope, and you're looking to synods and sessions and 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 confessions rather than the Word of God. And so, when I find I find that when I make statements, if I'm in a group and I'm not invited to hardly any groups anymore, they don't they don't want to because they see me as a troublemaker. They see me as schismatic. They see me as contentious, uh, and then they start saying that um, you know that I'm coming against the word unity. Unity—that's a key word. I'm intolerant, and I'm—and merely what I'm often doing is just asking questions. I will—I'll ask someone, you know, what do you think about certain titles in? churches, for example, when someone calls themselves a Southern Baptist, and they take on that genre, and you go back to what the Southern Baptists actually believe, what do, you, what do you mean when you say you're a missionary Baptist? Well, if you do the history of the missionary Baptists, they'll tell you what they believe. They believe in the doctrines that we repel. And if you talk to someone, well, what do you, what do you believe if you're a Presbyterian Church of America, or you're a United Methodist, or a Nazarene, or a uh, any of the frontline churches, you know, out there. Um, those that are probably the most conservative would be like the Bible Presbyterians, or or some of the Reform movements that call themselves Reformed, you know. Uh, but what happens is these movements, I remember one time I was talking to some people in the Christian reform movement, and they were struggling because the main movement, the major portion of the Christian reform churches were starting to ordain women in ministry. And, of course, the Bible teaches the ordination of women. But I'm just the reason I'm bringing these issues up is that um, – what I see is I see on a massive scale, okay, if you question anything, if you question anything, you are considered schismatic, you are considered uh, a troublemaker and contentious, and merely all you're doing is trying to point out this massive mind control, not only by the government, I think the greatest mind controllers out there are the religious 
organizations. That's my opinion. What do you think, Ed? I think you're right. Yeah. Um, because they use the Greek model, most of them, where you have a single, as you call them, pope-like person uh, who is gifted a gifted order. I mean, you listen to some of them, and wow, they really are good. And that's 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 why they're up there, because they have the gift of keeping people spellbound with their speech and they they they're, they're very good at what they do but the people aren't being berean they're not checking what the guy's saying against what the scripture says so i mean you mentioned john macarthur he's a good example uh recently he compromised he was a very he's very much an opponent of the niv the new international version of the bible but now he's decided to come out with a study Bible, the John MacArthur Study Bible in the NIV. He's completely compromised. It's all about money. The love of money is the root of all evil. So, and I, I remember, my, I'm going back 30 years, 30 years ago, and I wrote him a letter. He actually wrote me back. And I explained to him how I disagreed with him on some of his theological views, and I still do, um, because I started checking what he was saying against what the Bible was saying, and it wasn't matching up. Right. So what, while I initially, as a new Christian, thought he was great, I don't think so anymore. Right. Yeah, that's, that's further revelation, you know. Well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on. I think that this electronic surveillance um, is another way that is going to solidify further control over specifically over true Christians and will ultimately lead to the persecution of those true Christians. I think it's, uh, and, and my, by the way, anyone whose mind control is, is being persecuted, I mean, you know, Luther wrote a little booklet, and I don't agree with Luther on a lot of things, but he did write a little booklet, and I recommend if you can get your hands on it. I think you can get it on a PDF copy. Uh, it's called Christian Liberty, and you can just go on and, and get an e-copy of Christian Liberty by, by Martin Luther. Excellent, excellent book. And his whole treatise is this. The Christian's first and foremost responsibility is his conscience before God. Wow, that's quite a statement, especially with all those that are espousing the 13th chapter of Romans as a justification for the government as the one who is to tell us how we think and what we do and all of these things. And so uh, Luther said that that was really, he, he actually realized that the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. And, and there's a scripture that even says that. The Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. The government doesn't guide us into all truth. Earthly man's wisdom doesn't guide us into all truth. Um, now, we can say the word of God uh, guides us into all truth, but we have to make sure we are reading the authorized word of God, not some... Vatican 
uh, corrupted translation out there. But, you know, Luther talked about when he was grippling or coming to grips with what he was going to do with this posting of his 95 thesis on the door of Wittenberg. And remember what he said when he went to the Diet of Worms and was testifying? He goes, here I stand. My conscience bears witness, you know? And do what, you, do what thou must, okay? And that's where I think we as Christians are going to have to stand. In other words, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to like us standing for truth, taking a stand against government, evil, corruption, and taking a stand against those who try to uh, put us in bondage and come in and spy out our liberty. If you want, if you want to do a study when you get some time, just do a study of Galatians 2. And follow, just follow this talk she denied and what happened with the brothers there. But they had people that came in unawares. They came in, in other words, they didn't announce themselves. They came in unawares to spy out their liberty, which they had in Christ Jesus. And what was the reason they came in to spy out their liberty? Well, it tells us in verse 4 that they might bring us unto bondage, that they might bring us in bondage. And what was the bondage they were bringing them into? They were bringing them under the old law service. They were Judaizers, just like we have today. That's what dispensationalism is, folks, is Judaizers. Okay, that's what it is. And so anyway, I've said my piece. Uh, I'm going to just open it up one more time. I want to thank all of the people that have joined us. We've had so many people. We've had Leon, Steve, uh, Lisa, Pedro, Andrew Brown, Linda Freeman, uh, Lonnie, Godsey, and so many that I can't see on here. And then we've had, uh, of course, uh, Rick Batorek. Uh, uh, I'm trying to get his name right. Rick Batorek. <laughs> Rick, thanks for joining us tonight. And I believe we've had Kevin and Mark Kennedy and Canada from Toronto. And I want to specifically thank Brother Edward Henry for further clarifying for me. I didn't realize that Europe had escalated that much more in their surveillance uh, than the United States. Uh, I'm going to just throw it open. Does anyone out there other than, does anyone else have any questions for Ed before we turn it back over to Ed? Yeah, and uh, this this is Rick, um, and um, you know, Jesus was confronting those uh, Jewish leaders. Uh, he said that uh, it says it, it says in your own uh, uh, scripture that uh, you are gods, and he said this uh, saying is true because uh, in Psalms it says you are gods, but you're gonna die like men. Is that is that pretty much it as far as uh, the Jewish elite and stuff, that they believe that they are gods? Well, actually, they what they say is that they are the only true men and that Gentiles are not men and Gentiles are not their brothers. So in a sense, yes, what you're saying is, is correct. But the, in fact, when they call us goyim, that's a pejorative. When they call women shiksa, 
that's a pejorative. That's like the, the, those are those are words to describe animals. So they view themselves as as far superior to Gentiles. And on that Gentile rung, Christians are at the bottom because they view Jesus Christ. And in their Talmud, they describe Jesus Christ as boiling in excrement for having um, rebuked the rabbis. Wow. And they well, that almost flat out. That sounds like hate speech to me. I mean, that's that's like yeah, coming that's, against the Christians' belief. That sounds like hate speech. That sounds like um, someone who is bigoted. That sounds like someone who uh, holds Christianity in a lower esteem than other religions. That sounds like someone who's discriminating against Christians. I think that mm-hmm. they there's. Adam Green has started this thing, you know, the Poverty Law Center and this, uh, oh, what's it, what's it called that comes against uh, anti-defamation league, all this. He, Adam right. Green is, has a takeoff now. He started the thing, um, Gentiles Against Discrimination. I love it. You know, uh, uh, Gentiles Against Discrimination of Jews or whatever. But you know what? Right. Uh, Paul questioned, Paul had questions about this when he said, hey, you know, what? why is it that you have, I'm a Roman citizen, do you have a right to beat me? Do you have a right to, and, and so these Jews that have gotten away with this for so long, people are starting to wake up, there's a group of people that are starting to wake up, and they're starting mm-hmm. to see the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League and all of the organization are nothing more than hyper-discrimination groups against Christianity. That's what they are. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you tonight uh, clearing a lot of this up for us, um, and I appreciate all your research on this. I always like to encourage people to read um, Bloody Zion. It's very, I mean, you, you may want to upchuck when you get about uh, into three chapters of it, uh, and then also uh, Mystery Babylon. Read those two books. It'll uh, it'll shock you to the core. And so thank you, Brother uh, brother Ed, and uh, we're kind of going to come to an end of our program. Brother Ed, I'm going to give you a last shot tonight. Uh, have any other final comments? Uh, I would just make a, a point that in, in Romans 13, where it talks about the, the rulers, uh, in the United States, by the way, all public officials are public servants. They're not our rulers. We don't have rulers. So uh, understand that. Uh, so so if people if people want to use that as, as some way of, to submit to government authority, that's not what it means. In the United States, which is unique in all the world, okay, uh, the people uh, actually are above the Constitution and are above the government. Amen. Oh. Amen, brother. The Constitution is a limit, is a limitation on what the government can do. That's right. Amen. Well, listen, guys, um, I appreciate everybody, and I'm glad you brought that up because there are whole groups now that are trying to jump onto this Romans 13 as a justification for churches 
to be the spokesman for the government. <laughs> okay, and here they are, 501c3s. They're not even supposed to be. Anyway, it just shows you that if you're on the if you're on the right political on the I should say on the left political side, if you're on the if you're on the anti-Christ political side, you can do just about anything you want to. They'll give you a license. But if you're on the wrong political side, uh, that's a total different set of rules. Okay, well, with that, I'm going to say good night. Thanks, Ed. We'll see you next Monday night, hopefully. All right. Good night. Good night, everyone. God bless. Good night.